candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. Break it down with me. When I kiss I'm you, Lena. girl. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. If we're back. Yeah, we are. We're a Riverdale recap podcast, and it's been a month without Riverdale to recap. Oh, gracious. <laughs> I've missed this so much. It's only <laughs> been a couple weeks. I don't know how I'm going to survive the summer <laughs> we this did it. time. We did it before. We'll do it again. But we don't but have I feel to like for I'm, a while. I'm deeper in now. <laughs> this week, we're talking about Chapter 27, The Hills Have Eyes by Ross Maxwell, directed by David Katzenberg. If you watched it uh, before listening to us and you know my predilections, you know I love this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's one that is just pretty much a character drama. And then at the end, things take a, a left turn into crazy town. Yeah. It's all the things I need. And few things that we saw coming and have been hoping would come mm-hmm. came. They came yeah. just the same. Yeah. I'm carving up the roast beef, motherfucker. <laughs> Yes. There's also a little bit of, like, almost everyone in this episode. Just nearly the entire cast is in this for, for one moment or another. Yeah. And that's impressive. It's good. Sorry, Hal. Uh, <laughs> he got mentioned. He gets mentioned. No Alice either. Anyhow, we start with Betty at home, although her house is no longer her own. Yes. Our, our uh, all-American girl with a ponytail and a secret is living in her own private purgatory. Yeah. Uh, She's just having general roommate trouble? Yeah, you know, Chick is using her bathroom because she has better water pressure and drinking orange juice from the carton while he stares at you. <laughs> It's all just really rote stuff, but with these creepy horror movie camera angles. And odd stares and from odd someone. And odd stare. Yes. Hell is other siblings. Uh, so it seems like she's had it up, had enough of him. Mm-hmm. Over at the the Blossom household, we, we see a, a clip of um, Cheryl also having enough of her mother. Who throws it right back in her face because she blames Cheryl for chasing Halloway yes. for one true shot at happiness. Like, what yes. the? Have you seen that man? No one is happy around him. No. Uh, and uh, rips into Cheryl about how she she's never known what love is except to tear it apart. Calls her a starving, emotional anorexic. Yeah. Oh, Penelope, you're so poetic when you're abusing your child. Yep. Uh, Over at the lodges, Hiram comes in all like, Oh, we were going to go to the lake house, but we have to cancel for business. Darling, why don't you go take you and your boyfriend and your friends? Mark Consuelos, noted British man. (laughs) Yes. But like... Yes, go away for a weekend with your boyfriend. And yeah. why don't you invite your other friends so you can all have sexy time alone? Yeah, we've we've come a long way from I don't want to see you around my daughter to hey, take my love nest. No biggie. Yeah. Uh, and oh Andre will go with you. No, no, no. He drops us off and he leaves. And y- then Yeah, yeah, okay. He drops you off and he leaves. Whatever. Then Hiram's like, Archie, come here. We're gonna be having the secret meeting of families. There's unrest about Papa Poutine. <laughs> yeah, the cabin's a safe house, and you're going to be safe there, and Andre will watch over you. Yeah. I uh, mean, he will be unseen, but nearby. 
he he's pitching it to Archie as, you know, we need to get Veronica far away and safe during this So she meeting. doesn't get murdered over Papa Poutine, apparently. But it seems more like we need to get Veronica out of our hair so we can make decisions she wouldn't like. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yep. And Archie totally buys it. Yeah. Because he's an idiot. Uh, at the the Joneses, uh, FP is talking about how he's been checking on new places. We, we um, see a, a classified page in the register with a lot of red X's. Mm-hmm. Jug has just like, we shouldn't have to move. Mm-hmm. He's very upset about the whole thing. Hey, Dad, have you heard of Padmapper? We don't have to do it like this anymore. <laughs> it's Craigslist, you know? Like, Jughead goes into how he knows Hiram is planning something, just needs to figure out a new angle, a new way to figure out what is going on. He needs a new source. Yes. Meanwhile, FP needs to find a way to go real estate shopping on a part-time diner wage. Yes. Yeah. I hope Riverdale just has a high minimum wage. Everything costs a nickel at Pops. They're <laughs> fucked. Kevin goes up to Moose. Mm-hmm. That the, there's there's a movie. Well, basically, they're talking about that movie that's coming out. Love, Simon. Yeah, so we get it's... a little description of that movie. In theaters this weekend, it is directed by Greg Berlanti, executive producer of Riverdale and, uh... and many other shows besides. That's how that works. Yeah. But hey, like, go go see this movie with me about this gay kid. And uh, <laughs> Moose is like, well, I'm already going with Midge. But uh, you should come with us. She's totally cool. She knows about us. It's all up and up. Kevin's like, mm, no. That sounds super awkward and weird. So fuck that. Uh. Veronica invites Jughead and Betty uh, to the cabin. Cheryl comes in and is like, ooh, what, what is this thing? We're talking about a getaway. What do I pack and when should I be ready? And uh, Veronica's like, ooh, sorry. Uh, romantic this, couples this, getaway only. This is just for hardcore boning and we don't want a fifth wheel. Yeah, unless you're planning to have sex with like all of us, you can't come. <laughs> uh, so she walks away dejected in her teeny tiny backpack. Yes. Those, that is a backpack from, like, 1995. It holds no books, because she knows everything she needs. I totally had a backpack like that. <laughs> everyone had a backpack like you that in the 90s. You also didn't go to school. <laughs> but, like, everyone, that was, like, everyone's purse. It held your, your lip smacker, your Lisa Frank, like, pocket mirror. It's, like, yeah. all you needed. Jughead's all like, oh, yeah, like, sure, I, that sounds great, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Betty pulls Jughead into a, uh, another room and is like, so I'm really happy you're excited, but like, what the fuck's up, dude? Don't mess this up for me. I need to get out of my house. <laughs> He's like, well, I need new intel on Hiram. So like, this is perfect. Like, no, no. Can you- not interrogate Veronica. I need to get away. Behave. She's sort of my best friend, and I really need to not be near my brother. <laughs> Just be cool. Just chill for once. Yeah. And he agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then at the Coopers, Betty's packing, Drughead's waiting downstairs, and then all of a sudden Chick appears out of nowhere. He teleports there with a whoosh noise. I thought I was joking with his <laughs> Dragon Ball haircut, but Chick knows the instant transmission technique. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jughead is startled, but tries to have, like, small talk, like, oh, look at the bijou, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Chick's like, you know. You know about stuff. You better keep it a secret, or it'll be bad for Alice and Betty. 
And Trigger's just like, what? So uh, do you use like real butter on the popcorn <laughs> or I'm, I'm going to go. But right then Betty comes down and they have to leave. So so they drive there. To and this, Lodge Lodge. To Lodge Lodge, as Veronica likes to call it. And it is a fucking McMansion of a cabin. Yeah. Those... I think it's bigger than the Pembroke place they're at currently <laughs> by like three times. It's... Why didn't she just move there <laughs> when you had to move from New York? Like well, that seems like a great place that's like paid off. That was in daddy's name. Because like the whole thing with the Pembroke thing was it was in her name. So like it wasn't like. Well, he beat the rap now. He's out of jail. Everything's so his property came back to him or whatever. I kind of assumed like some of the property was like taken away for like various reasons. Well, property can't commit crimes. It's not like law enforcement seizes people's civil assets all the time. Whatever. It's fine. Well, my other question is why the hell does Veronica have a bouquet of flowers? I'm very confused. Did she just think like, oh, flowers would be nice to have at the cabin? Or did like Andre give them to her? Or did like her parents send her off with flowers? Or was Archie like weird and like, oh, we're going away on a trip. Here's some flowers that you have to carry the whole entire way in the car ride and then find water for as soon as we get there. Smithers is buried in the lake. (gasps) Fuck. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, they turned I, his ashes into the vase <laughs> and they're like, darling, just really put these in that that new vase we have mm-hmm. and don't worry about why. But the, like her parents sent it as a way to like honor mm-hmm. his dead body, which is now a vase. <laughs> I don't know why you're going on about how unusually large this is. This is just a classic hunting lodge for parties, you know, like the entire Viking warship. <laughs> As they hunted the mammoth. Just one of those old-fashioned hunting lodges. Really? With, like, beautiful glass windows and, like, overlooking balconies of the lake and Well, it's been renovated since then, but the floor plan is original. Yeah, okay. So, so Veronica leaves Archie to carry in her, like, six bags. (laughs) Now, Uh, that's straight out of the comics, though. That's that's good. That's good stuff. And uh, Andre's like... I'll be just a call away. Let me flash my gun at you, Archie, to make sure you don't get into trouble. Close up on the gun. I don't know why he flashed the gun at Archie. Like, Archie should assume he has a gun. Why does he need to be like, remember, I'm packing heat. If you show a gun in the first act, it needs to be fired in the third act, correct? Well, if you fire a gun in the third act, shouldn't it be shown in the first? We all know Andre has, like, five guns on him. He has, like, one up his butt and one on his, like, knee, yeah. like, sock thing. One of his legs is a gun, like Planet Terror. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just know. <laughs> so they're there, like, all of, what, five minutes, and Jughead gets a call from Cheryl, who asks if they're uh, settled in and spooning yet. And he's like, well, something wrong? Like, why the hell are you calling me, Cheryl? Also, why do you have Jughead's number? She has everyone's number. Keep calling him a welfare baby. How often do you chat? She found it in the, like, school contact information. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And she's like, well, I... It's the blue and gold tip line. Yeah. She's like, just want to let you know, Archie and Betty kissed in front of my house. Okay, kisses to all. Cheryl, you magnificent viper. Uh, so then everyone comes out and is like, hey, is everything okay? Cheryl said you guys kissed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
So we cut to commercial and we have a brief recap of Cheryl's end of the conversation. Yes. And we see what happened after she hung up back in Riverdale. Uh, Tony w- was coming in uh, to the bathroom where this phone call was happening at school? Yeah. I guess everyone left on truant. They, they all left like Friday morning. They skipped classes, you, you ne'er-do-wells. Uh, and so Tony overheard this and, and asked, like, did you just tell them? Did you have a reason? I don't have a reason. I'm Cheryl Bombshell, motherfucker. Yeah, she's like, you're new here. Let me let me set you straight. <laughs> uh, and uh, so so Tony, though, like, tries to, to comfort yeah. Cheryl. She's like, well... Talk to me. Something's wrong. Obviously, you're in a lot of pain because you're doing shit like this. So she reaches out in like a very friendly touch on the elbow. And Cheryl. Like a, I'm here for you yeah. elbow touch. And Cheryl blows up at her. Tells her to remove her sapphic serpent hands. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the cabin. Has she ever called Kevin a sodomite? I feel like she could. She has not, as far as I remember. All right. Back at the cabin, Veronica is talking to Archie about how, like, they're such a good couple, and mm-hmm. she's so glad that Archie told her. No secrets and here. No secrets, and they're just, you know, so strong because of everything, and they just start straight up making out and getting down to it. Bam. And, which, first off, like, Veronica... Get off your high and mighty fucking horse there with how <laughs> no, she good just, you are. She just got on the fucking horse. Once you get off the fucking horse, you have to get right back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, so so Jughead and Betty are packing, and, and you know, Betty's like, can, can we just talk about it? Jughead's like, I'm not mad about the kiss. I just don't understand why you didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, While I was telling you about Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said. Like we said. Like we said. <laughs> Connects that the Betty's all worried that, like, Archie's going to be, like, the last straw for him. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you know, I used to feel a little, like, insecure about the fact that you guys have this relationship and this history and everything. But that's that's not a problem. We're the mystery team. Yeah. Then they're interrupted <laughs> by, by squeaking. a little bit of sound design. Lots and lots of squeaking. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Uh, and Jughead says, uh, or will they say, is that their response to everything? Can't they can't just have, have a, a conversation? conversation? <laughs> no, they can't. They talk and they have sex. They talk and they just, his penis falls in her. Like, that's it. <laughs> There's never been a conversation longer than 90 seconds. Yep. And that's counting, like... Where are the condoms? That's part of the 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Later, um, they all get back together, and uh, Betty and Jughead are like, you know, we're fine, guys. Don't worry. And Veronica's like, well, I made jalapeno margaritas, so let's let's go get some. <laughs> like, yes, those are a thing. You can get those at the Mexican restaurant down the street. But, it, like... It's an old family recipe we teach to all our 12-year-olds. Why are they, like, flubber green? <laughs> It, it just looks like green jello mix. They were out of jalapenos, so they used that special relish for Chicago-style hot dogs. <laughs> Delicious. The kind that, like, glows like radium. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they have little umbrellas in the whole thing. And then Jughead gives a toast mm-hmm. with Wh- the margarita. One of those bits of luggage was just margarita mix. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is that, like, none of them can make a good one, so it's literally just, like, the mix. 
<laughs> they didn't know they had to like add stuff to it. Yeah. To make it taste good. Mm-hmm. It's just the mix. So then uh, they start having like conversation and Jughead asks a lot about like how uh, often Veronica's family comes there and uh, oh, her parents must be busy working on the Soldale project. And oh, tell us about your neighbors. Why does no one have mailboxes? And <laughs> Betty's just like, stop it. Stop. Stop this. This interrogation is so subtle, Archie catches it and is wondering what's up. But for some reason, Veronica's just like, fine, I'm an open book, whatever. I think it's more so like Archie's like, why are you being so nice to Veronica (laughs) and not sarcastic? Veronica does figure something's up, but she thinks that... uh, It's it's tension from the smooch. Yeah. Not that Betty's trying to cool him down from, from like doing good cop, bad cop over margarita night. But that it's from all all the stuff with the kiss and Cheryl and all that. So she's like, okay, new plan. Everyone take your clothes off and swimsuits on. Yeah, those margaritas are way too full for anybody to be saying clothes off, okay? They, they, like ju- just, they just had the toast. They also haven't had dinner, so maybe it's hitting them a little quick. <laughs> so they all meet out in the hot tub, and Cheryl comes out with a fucking floor-length robe cape shit veronica veronica not cheryl it's something cheryl would wear <laughs> she borrowed it she borrowed they're it. friends now they they made up yes uh they still got their dumb drinks mm-hmm. uh veronica's like okay so we need we need to talk about this kiss she's like i have no grudges sure i'm a little haunted by it but clearly like you your jughead like caught up in the aftermath of it so the only thing that makes sense is that jughead and i should kiss Veronica's never watched any movies or TV shows no. where this is what happened. This was the uh, the plot of, like, three episodes of Friends. Yeah. It never worked out. No. Uh, and and Jughead is surprisingly like, well, I don't know. Okay, why not? Like He, he does some, like, game theory analysis about it. Yeah, like, about how it might help it. If, yeah. If he's human. They're human. If he uh, ever he becomes might... the kind of guy to, like, guilt Betty for it, now she can preemptively, like... Uh, defuse that. Yeah, and yeah. It, will, it will save future Bughead. <laughs> uh, he does drop Bughead like twice in that conversation. So Veronica lays it on him, and and she seems to be the only one who enjoys this. Yeah, Jughead's just kind of like Betty laughing. I think through it. Betty and uh, Archie are are clearly uncomfortable for understandable reasons. <laughs> this is all just weird. Archie looks like he's gonna murder him. <laughs> Betty just looks annoyed <laughs> really you're you're smarter than this everyone here is smarter than this and then when veronica finishes she gives like drunk a little like cheek yeah slap tap thing like she's frank like, fucking sinatra they're there in uh the room betty and jughead are sharing and jughead's in bed reading and uh Bet- betty comes out from the shower towel in her hair and all and she is- has impeccable towel technique she does. That is very, those towels that are that thick and like, those are very hard to balance on your head. She has years of ponytail practice. She also does not need a towel that heavy because if you've seen <laughs> like how much hair she actually has, it's like a quarter of what I have. You're... She could get away with like a washcloth for her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, darling. I'm sorry. I know that when you wash your hair, it's wet until you next wash your hair. Yeah, it is. It's, this is exactly my life. Betty walks through and is like, well, you you know, uh, out of the four of us, only you and Archie are the only ones that haven't kissed yet. And I'm like, wait, what? Veronica, what? Then Betty's like, so did 
Did it make you feel better? Well, made me feel better watching Archie's face. <laughs> I, yeah, and I think that that's where we learned the real reason he went along with it. Just because he's an asshole. Because it was funny to watch Archie squirm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... It was kind of an odd thing, but then once you connect it to that, it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were just being a dick who wanted to watch your best friend, like, freak out. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and the squirming was so good. So then Betty comes out, though, in Dark Betty outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is like, well, if you did, I might have to punish you. Uh, and I packed this in case I needed to distract you. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm distracted now. Definitely and, distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then in the other room, Archie is on the floor doing push-ups. What if what we think was sex earlier was just him doing extra hard push-ups? He was doing push-ups <laughs> on the bed. It doesn't provide that resistance. So yeah. you're like wasting a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. He, he was doing like burpees on the bed or something. <laughs> bed peas. The, the new yeah. sensation. Bed, bed peas. I don't know if that's a good uh so veronica's in bed though and she she questions why he's doing push-ups he's like no i gotta get my workout in (laughs) uh so then he comes to bed and she's like well you know there 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 are other ways he's like oh well i'm too tired for other ways (laughs) she's like what the fuck i've never heard that before but then squeaky 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 (laughs) and Veronica's like, oh my god, and Archie takes a pillow and shoves it over his head like he's watching Titanic for the first time with his parents, and it's like the car scene with the window and the hand. Yeah. And well, What we haven't heard is that Archie's Mormon. Uh, he... Mormons can give blowjobs, Archie, it's okay. But they can't listen to their friends receiving one. <laughs> So and hold up, Veronica, you already had sex at least once tonight. Uh-huh. And all you've had to eat <laughs> is half a margarita. Jalapeno. She's gonna have some badass heartburn from we, that. We need some carbs. I gotta reload. <laughs> I'm exhausted. No, what we didn't see was her eating the little little umbrella that was in it. Just like a It's just bamboo, like a, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, like a little um beaver (laughs) how much sugar is in margarita mix let's go it's like gatorade come on uh so then the next morning uh veronica is staring out from the porch watching uh archie on the edge of the woods just chopping wood chopping wood like a badass i think he borrowed one of uh, jughead's tank tops (laughs) uh and then she sees him get a text (gasps) and he walks into the woods oh so she follows but grabbing her umbrella in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sees him with Andre. The little tiny one that's happy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so she confronts them. And is like, what, what the hell's going on? Smithers and, wouldn't lie like this. <laughs> and Archie just like tells her everything. And so she's like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to call my dad, Andre. And you're going to tell him you're a horrible spy and you're going to get the hell out. And his face, like, she really hurts his feelings. He was so, he Poor was so sad. He's never been told he was a bad spy. But, but he's always been told he's the best spy ever. I learned from my mother, Harriet. <laughs> so then she his, also tells Archie that she needs his space and that her and Betty are going into town and he just can't come. Girly time. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so then back in Riverdale, mm-hmm. uh, Josie uh, gets home and sees her mom and Sheriff Keller, like, 
having a good little laugh by a door frame. Former Mayor McCoy, mm-hmm. I should say, straightens herself. And, oh, uh, J- Josie, uh, the, the sheriff was just here uh, to talk about the new security system we've installed back at the law firm. Hold up. Sheriffs don't do that. No. That's a private company. That is. What? What are you talking about? Jo- Josie's very upset. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is weird. And, you know, dad doesn't know. And this, he's like, well, this actually. This is after the sheriff has left. This, yes, sheriff. So it becomes clear that that excuse was just for his benefit. Yes. Because the entire, the whole McCoy family knows about the affair. Yes. But the sheriff thinks nobody knows about the affair. Josie is under the impression that just Sheriff Keller and her mom and her know but she, she learns, learns the dad knows. Yes, yeah. that her dad knows. The mayor starts to talk about how, well, we were going to wait until after your graduation. She's like, well, you're going to divorce? And I'm well, like, hold up. They're not divorced. Yeah, right? I was like, wait. Because <laughs> they seem to hate each other, spend no time together, and not live under the same roof. Like, why didn't you just sign those paperwork a while ago? Yeah. And so then Josie's like, well, is he getting a divorce? Like, what the hell's going on? Well, he hasn't talked to his wife or Kevin yet, so don't know. Uh, so then back at the cabin, uh, Jughead and Archie are having some boy time. And uh, Jughead's like, hey, so did you know, like, Betty and Veronica kissed? And, and Archie's curious, and Jughead tries to tell the story, but then he gets to, like, the, the motive, and he's like, I don't, I don't um, fucking know. Cheerleading it's, something. They said mm-hmm. it made sense at the time. Then Archie gives a, a heartfelt apology about the kiss with Betty, mm-hmm. that there's no excuse, and he's sorry. Um, and then Jughead goes into a weird... Like, he diagrams their relationships. Yes. Like, this web of everyone's best friends with everyone... Except the ones that they're dating, and so we're all, like, connected by these chains. Yes, and, like, it, it, we're also lucky we're so close, but we're just a powder keg waiting to explode. Just one match, man. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of tight connections that if something went wrong, like, it's it's tension springs. It all just, yes. like, don't upset the balance. Back in Riverdale, we are at Pops, and Josie is there with Kel- uh, Kevin, and he's talking about his new musical that he's going to be doing. Uh, he wants spring- it to be a star vehicle for Josie. And he's just so excited about it, and she's like, well, hold up. Like, you might not be into me being into it in a bit. Um, <laughs> Hard to- cut straight to the sheriff's office, and Kevin is livid with his father. You're running around with her. You know, mom's risking her life in another country, and you're just screwing someone. Well, yeah, it's and- Dubai. How dangerous is it? As long as Dom Toretto's not in town, Dubai is yeah. fine. Come on. But it's the but point. It's She's the somewhere the else. He accuses his dad of sleeping with his boss? Yeah. Sheriffs don't work for the mayor either. No one knows what a sheriff does. In Riverdale, he totally has. Like, works with, not works for. It It is different. It kind of seems like he worked for her for a long time there, though. It's a county office. (laughs) It makes sense why, though, uh, he was always, like, doing her bidding because he was getting some bedding. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Are you proud of that one? I'm really Uh, proud of you. Yeah. 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 And uh, Kevin also goes into about how he's he's always tried to live up to his dad's standard and that it was just a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And he's just... <sighs> Kevin's so upset. Kevin's so upset. Uh, Veronica and Betty are shopping in town and, and we're getting all caught up on the, the, the sexy time. And Veronica asking about... Was, was that just like aggressive hand-holding that made squeaky noises or like... 
Benny talks about how their first time was right after the the confirmation, and I'm like, this episode has more callbacks than an audition process. <laughs> and also, like, like, I wore that outfit that exactly from the, the hot tub and. The, the whole thing is just like a 45-minute previously on Riverdale. Yep. Um, but while also in the shop, uh, Veronica's kind of flirting with the... The, the townie the, behind the counter. Yeah. And, uh, Talking Betty about does, them tasty scones. About how, you know, he recognizes her and her, her parents are, you know, not with her this time. And way too much personal information you're giving out, Veronica. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Betty doesn't like the flirting. She's like, come on, you guys just had a fight. You didn't break up. Let's go. Back at the cabin, Archie and Veronica talk. Veronica's like, yes, I'm still mad, but you need to remember that it's you and me, not you and my father. Mm -hmm. You're not the one having sex. He's not having sex with you. I'm having sex with you. I'm sorry, but Veronica, there's another secret. (laughs) I mean, that's where this is leading. They're going to have like a little... He's going to get wrapped back in to some (laughs) child predator shit. He just said it was private lessons for the wrestling squad, okay? One thing led to another. Mm -hmm. Jughead gets a phone call Mm -hmm. and everyone's like, like, oh, if it's Cheryl, tell her everyone's kissed everyone and it's over. (laughs) Um, And I love that that's true. Like, in so many other shows, like I mentioned, that, that... would have been, you know, the, the the match to light the fuse. But no, everybody's just chill. It's yeah, like, we're all like, it's fine. We talked and or boned everybody. We're all we're cool all, now. We're all good. I do appreciate that a lot. So it's FP actually calling uh, that he's at a party at the trailer. Yeah, that, everybody's there. Yeah, I don't know how everyone fits in there. <laughs> um, but the back rent has been paid in full. The Hiram... Has uh, had I, a complete 180. He bought the trailer park and went full debt forgiveness on everybody. Yes. Uh, and Jughead's like, uh, no, this is not, <laughs> I do not trust this shit. FP says that his his investigation shamed him in, into, into becoming a, a better person, mm-hmm. or at least acting like it, which, hey, the results are still the same. Yeah. And I'm thinking that the F does not stand for foresight. Yeah. Yeah. So Jughead confronts Veronica on this. They're like, did you know about this? He's just gobbling up the south side, trying to buy my silence, like trying to stop all this. And everyone's kind of like, take the win. Yeah. We can all keep living there. You're not going to be homeless again. And like, whatever. (laughs) So then back in Riverdale, the mayor goes up to Josie and is like, heard what she did. Kevin's not talking to his father. Everything's bad. You're doing bad things, Josie. Why'd you do this? <laughs> she makes the point that Josie telling Kevin took, you know, the the power away from him mm-hmm. the same way that, that she felt it was taken from her. Yes. Yes. Um, and she's like, well, I wasn't trying to hurt them. She's like, Mayor's like, I wasn't trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um. So then uh, Kevin is at Pops with a hamburger and a milkshake. And nothing else. And Moose and Midge come in and they're like, hey, are you here with anyone? And he's like, nope, here alone. And like he makes way. great faces oh, so in good. all of his further scenes. So good. He's laying it on a little extra tonight and it's great. Because uh, he's just had it with this shit. <laughs> he's like, are you really also blind? Uh, so Midge... 
uh, invites them him to sit with them. Yeah, all three of them together. And I'm thinking, wait, was Moose was on the up and up? Are are we talking thruple? Midge. Well, first off, asks like, who are you meeting at the movie? And he's like, nope, just going to the gay rom com alone. <laughs> so she's like, well, you, we need to find you someone. Maybe how about Fangs? He's he's gay. And that's where the shoe drops. Midge does not know. She's not really cool with it. She just sees him as a, a nice friend in school and maybe a, a setup project. Yeah, she does not know, like, this is not like a, a, a weird triangle-ish thing going on. No. This is a... It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And, and Kevin, out of the, the goodness and breadth of his heart... Covers for moose. Yeah, well, and it's so like hanging him out to roast for a few seconds, but then comes to his rescue. Well, and when they're still talking about like fangs, he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can date a guy named Fangs." And Moose is like, "Why not? He's a good-looking guy." And Midge is like completely incredulous that he'd have any idea of what a good-looking guy even is. Yeah. So then I she- know what a good-looking guy is. Yeah. It ain't me. I know that much. You're lovely. <laughs> it's okay. You, you just say that because I got you a dog. You're really lovely. <laughs> but then, yeah, so Midge is like, well, how did you guys become friends? Oh, the look. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, the squirming of moose. That's what I was talking about. And, yeah, uh, and after that long, awkward pause, he, he saves the day by saying, we, we were lab partners in biology. Biology of each other's bodies. They tried, but they kept finding... Dead bodies. A bit bigger than the dissected frog, but, you know. You know. At the Bijou, Josie runs into Kevin and apologizes. Yeah, it's very uh, sweet. They're such good friends. They have such a good thing where yeah. she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I was hurting. And he's like, it's... She's not the one that's like sleeping with his dad. He, she is caught just as much in this as he is. I love that they have what he used to have with Betty. <laughs> yeah. So, so they decide to sit together for the movie, mm-hmm. and then and we see some of the actual movie. We there's a clip well, we, of Jennifer Garner we, in yes. this episode. We do get there. It's but shameless. It is very bad. But first, we have to have Tony run into Cheryl. Yes, and uh, apparently Tony was supposed to come there with Fangs, but he bailed, and so she she talks to Cheryl. Don't like, are are you okay? Cheryl's mm-hmm. like, I'm alone here, and I'm staying away from my my home, which my mother has turned into a sexual playpen. But at least she oils her springs in the mattress. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to sit together, and yes, we do get Jennifer Garner clips of that freaking movie. <laughs> um, I hope it's good, but it's just too much. Like the it's na- a, it's, the it's... name drop was cute. But then there are posters in the background, and the clip is just ten times too much. Well, and it also doesn't help that... And it comes back later. They talk about the clip yeah. well, in a few then, scenes. And we'll then, like, there. when they have a commercial break, they show advertisements for that movie. Like, that's unavoidable. They, they bought an advertising block, whatever, but it's, it's too much. It they, doesn't help that it's a movie that's just, like, straight up, like, Nicholas Sparks, John Green... <laughs> It does connect with the the stories of the characters yes. in this episode. But, like, there are other movies out there that wouldn't make me roll my eyes at the, the naked, synergistic marketing of it all. 
Like, the Bijou is supposed to be a theater, from what they've talked about, that kind of shows, like, it's supposed to be, like, kind of like the music box here that shows, like, more artsy stuff. An, or an independent theater. An independent thing. I was like, that is not an independent movie. Oh, God. They're going to do a Rocky Horror thing in season three. <gasps> They're going to do a midnight show. Please! I would love that so much. Uh, back at the cabin, uh, the four of them are playing Monopoly, as you do on a sex time mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, Tensions are already high. Now we're just tempting fate. As soon as you bring out Monopoly, (laughs) nothing good is going to happen. At least if it's risk, you just know you're wasting eight hours. You aren't going to be actively angry at the end. Well, you know what is so incredible, though, with the scene? is Veronica's the banker? Well, Veronica, (laughs) yeah, collects all his fucking money from Betty. Mm -hmm. Right before Betty gets a phone call from her mother... She finds out that Hiram just bought the Riverdale Registry Register and now owns the only newspaper in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would you say that the Lodges are building their own monopoly? Yes. As they buy up related properties? Yes. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Uh, this shameless plug for Parker Brothers. <laughs> Betty... And Jughead are obviously very upset mm-hmm. uh, and are, are tearing into Veronica about how, well, did you know about this? And he's doing this so no one can publish stuff about him. Well, now who's a conspiracy theorist? Well, the conspiracy's looking true, all right? Yeah. Archie's like, shut up, Jughead. And he's like, stop sucking up to hire him, Archie. Like, <laughs> what the hell? He teaches you one wrestling move. And Veronica's got you wrapped around your finger, and like and they're just other body parts, mm, penis. Um, yes, wrapped around <laughs> Veronica's penis. Well, you don't vagina, know. Uh, you don't know. Who knows what she's got? Uh, Archie does. In the middle of their argument, where they just keep going back and forth, they announce the purge. <laughs> A crash happens, and people rush in with masks. Masks. And some of them have axes, and some of them have baseball bats. Before they come in after the crash, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have made Andre upset. Andre's coming to seek his revenge. I'm the best spy. I'm Johnny English. Don't you dare talk to me like that. Tell me I'm a good spy. Tell me. (laughs) It's three masked dudes, and you totally know right away, it's the one dude from town. And 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 the shop, and two of his buddies. Uh, and they're there to rob them because they don't like the rich people. They're doing a reverse re- wet bandits. They're they're robbing yeah. these giant mansions only when people are there. Yes. A tactical error, I would say. The the guy wants his purse, which is up in her bedrooms. So he and Veronica go up. And while she's getting money out of her purse, she hits a secret panic button. Mm-hmm. And they come back down. And then the dude, like... Wants them all to get on their knees. He starts gripping his bat. Yes. And the other guys are like, come on, we can just go. We got the money. Like, dude, don't be crazy. They're suddenly realizing he might kill people. (laughs) Or, you know, bloody him up a bit. Yeah. Like we haven't all been there. Then the phone rings. Veronica's like, oh, that would be the security company calling about the silent alarm I sent off. And they're going to be here soon. So the guy, like, grabs Veronica's necklace, which mm-hmm. is the one from Archie. Yeah. And they run. And then Archie takes off after the dude, catches him in the middle of the woods, and then Andre shows up out of the dark. 
Bond. He's just been hiding in the woods, camping or something. Guess what? James Bond Jr. Like eating squirrels and catching (laughs) them with his teeth. Um, And Andre's like, I got it from here. I'll take care of it. So Archie leaves. And here's a gunshot behind him. It stops. And then it's like, no, that's okay. It's a, He killed him. It's fine. I'm yeah. going to keep going. And I think this guy has what's coming to him. Like, hey, no war but class war. But three quarters of them are A-OK. Only Veronica should have been threatened. Yeah. yeah. Jughead really should not be threatened. <laughs> that dude is was facing eviction until they, like They should have given Jughead ago. a bat and let him do it. <laughs> then I'd be down to clown. So back at Pops... Uh, Josie and Kevin are there with her mom and his dad. The the one place where good things happen in this town. Yeah. And this is one of the best. It's very sweet. And they're like, this isn't a trap. But the conversation is bigger than us. It's bigger even than the four of us, but it's going to be really long. And we need to start talking. And and Josie and her mother reach out across the table and they take hands. Mm -hmm. They hold hands. Kevin kind of looks at his dad. Yeah. Almost. They, in the eyes, almost. <laughs> He's a bit shamed of him still. Though. It, it's been a big day. It's been a big day. He has not had as much time to cope with this as Josie has. Yeah, yeah. Family healing. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl and Tony are sitting at the bar. Or Tony's like, well, I, I, you might think you've mastered the silent cry, but I saw you crying. <laughs> Cheryl goes into, well, talking about a scene in the movie. Yes, um, the scene we saw where Jennifer Garner talks to the guy, Simon, Simon. Mm-hmm. of Love, Simon fame. Yes, um, but she she talks about how everyone thinks she's a loveless monster and she's not, that she loves someone and they loved her back and uh, her mother destroyed it. And Tony automatically thinks that it's JJ. I heard about how much you loved him and how he would hit you in the back walls. no. Her name was Heather. <gasps> they were best friends in junior high. Mm-hmm. And they had sleepovers all the time. But then her mother caught on to it. Caught them in the same bed at one of these sleepovers. Yes. Cheryl talks about all the things that her mother called her. And Tony's like, no, you are sensational. Yeah. Definitely not loveless. No. And not deviant. And like, y'all ain't seen Cheryl that long. Yeah. You're a little new here. But... <laughs> She is True. super deviant for ver- other reasons, completely unrelated, but like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> she burned like, the house down. That's deviant. So many so many people were validated in this moment, though. <laughs> I, I don't know if they were subtly seeding this for, for so long, but just on a whim, I thought, wouldn't that be nice? And like, this must have been written by then. There it is. I mean, I've been thinking about this for like very long time, right? And it's just every, a weird fit. It it's 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 good. It's, it's good. good. It's really good. And it was said, oh, as crazy as Cheryl is, and the stuff she does, those moments when she's just like so her vulnerable moments, her vulnerable moments, those moments when she's actually honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. Yes, because they're so rare. <laughs> That's what makes them special. Yeah, just, oh, I think the kids are going to be all right. They might. They might they just might. make it. Maybe. And this this wasn't quite the end. No. Because then uh, the four are, are in the booth at Pops as well. 
Veronica's like, well, thank God Andre did not leave. And thank God you didn't catch that guy, Archie. I don't know what would have happened. I love scenes like this where, like, we don't have to see Archie lie to cover things up. We just catch up with it later. Uh-huh. Archie puts his hand out and Veronica holds it. And then there's, like, the the power team handhold yeah. where they all, like, hand stack. And each of them has a different part of a smiley face on the back of their hands in Magic Marker. <laughs> And that's how Archie defeated Seto Kaiba. Yeah. Yes. Well, I thought maybe they had some Captain Planet rings. <laughs> that they were then going to hold up. All right. What element is everyone? Uh, Betty's wind. Okay. Archie's fire because, you know, redhead. Uh-huh. Then there's water and... Earth and earth heart. And heart. So, Ket Heart. I think he's dirt. <laughs> <laughs> J- Jughead has the power of dirt. <laughs> of dirt. Of earth. <laughs> Cheryl is heart. Cheryl's heart. Mm-hmm. And that's why we water. have that's why we haven't seen Captain Planet. Yes, because she, Cheryl's not in the gang because she, she's not in a romantic relationship, so we can't invite her on the fun getaway. She hides her heart away. But because she wasn't invited to the romantic getaway, it helped her find romance. This is true. Though I really just want to know what the getaway would have been like if Cheryl was there too. As a fifth wheel. As a fifth wheel. Nobody would have had any... Cheryl would have made breakfast for everyone. <laughs> they would have all come down and she would have had waffles and coffee and, like, everything. And she would have been six margaritas deep <laughs> by the time they got there. And then she would have showed up to the hot tub with no clothes on. That's right. <laughs> well, she did t- say, take your clothes off. I just missed the swimsuit part because I was so excited. I was I just, already like... there. She would crash the car on the way to the cabin just for fun. <laughs> You all had your seatbelts. You're fine. (laughs) I think she'd be driving. She has people do that for her. (laughs) Andre, Andre, crash the car. (laughs) Andre, crash the car. I mean it. Crash the car, Andre. Uh, Then there's a voiceover from Jughead as we are wrapping up here that the Archie didn't say anything else about the woods, at least not to us. (gasps) And we see Archie with Hiram, uh, who is talking about how it was a smart choice to, you know, let Just them take money. Take the money and run. It's the safest thing to do. Uh, and then, you know, did did Andre killing that dude, that you, miscreant, you cooled you down? Mess bother you? Are you? Were you okay with it? And Archie talks about how, you know, his his biggest regret with the black hood was that he hesitated. And Hiram's like, you can never hesitate when it comes to your family. <laughs> uh, Archie, you need to shoot more people. <laughs> yeah. Let me give you this gun. I thought that was going to happen. I was going to be like, let me hook you up, dude. Yeah. Here's some more guns and stuff. And then they have a really awkward moral. It was so easy to buy this. I went, (laughs) they didn't need to check my ID or anything. I'm a convicted felon, you know. (laughs) I hear they want to, you know, make gun laws to strengthen them so people like me can't buy these. But we all know that won't do any good. In fact, you could buy this yourself as a teenager. (laughs) You already bought one as a teenager. You could do it again. Oh, that was under the table. That's not quite. <laughs> so then at the Coopers, uh, Jughead is uh, dropping Betty off. And Jughead talks about how, you know, Betty, there's more than one home invasion. Before we left, Chick was a bit of a creeper. Like, be careful. <laughs> okay, smooch, smooch, I'm out. <laughs> like, and so the chapter comes full circle. The girls in the house. Far from sweet and far from safe. <gasps> oh, and there you have it. Chapter 27, The Hills. Yeah. Have eyes. Yeah. 
Because I guess that's Andre. An- Andre is the eyes in the hills? He's got the eyeballs. I thought it was the, the townies who are the hills and the eyes. That too. But mm. Andre's like hanging in the wooded hills waiting to kill people <laughs> or squirrels. Mm-hmm. Jumping on a bear and just like gnawing out its neck. Yeah. yeah. Andre thinks he's a vampire. <laughs> Andre he's living out his twilight dreams. Andre learned all his survival skills from Tropic Thunder. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> so, darling, what'd you think? I liked it. I really appreciate when we get time to spend with characters. Mm-hmm. Even though there was a lot of like sometimes just almost callbacks for the stake of callbacks, I really liked that there was so much stuff that we did like touch on and wrap yeah. up and catch the characters up on. And it was in such a way that was like not forced. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was nice to see like Archie and Jughead having like a friendship scene. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's, it's not pointless. It's not just like spinning the wheels or anything, but it doesn't need to lead to anything. Yeah. It's just showing, yeah, they're still buds. Yeah. They hang out. This episode was really like, about, like, s- kind of securing relationships mm-hmm. and setting up, like, new ones and kind of seeing where everyone's friendship is. Right. And, like, the, the meat of that scene did set up, yes, we are this power keg. And there there was the big fight that came from a place you wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. Not the obvious easy place. Yeah. But things that are more important than that. People's livelihoods. Yeah. And, and questions of freedom of the press. Yeah. But the, the best part of that scene was when Archie threw the the canteen back to Jughead yeah. a, a little too far to the right and he had to reach for it yeah. and he like ragged on him a bit that, that like good job yeah like that's just so natural and it, it's so pure yeah um and there's a lot of like kind of moments like that mm-hmm. and the, this episode is clearly written by someone who reads criticism of the show Mm, like yeah. l- little moments like can't they just have a conversation yeah or, or like why did they make out during cheerleading pro- practice i don't i don't really know yeah <laughs> and stuff we're like well what about these characters we haven't seen them in forever can we please have something yeah, with them yeah. and then like actually making it though like something meaningful and not th- them just walking by i mean either this is proof that the writer's room is keeping track of those things and is trying to put them in where they can or like they just read some stuff like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We can we can do better. Mm-hmm. We can reach back to some of these older dangling plot threads. Yeah, they find out about the kiss and it's not a big deal because the whole thing with our characters is they're more emotionally mature than they ought to be for the short of show we're in. Yeah. <laughs> and either way, whichever one of those two it is, I don't care. I just like that it's happening. I super appreciate that it happened. Whatever the impetus, it yeah. came and it's great. It kind of sucks that it's brought down by this ridiculous movie commercial. It just felt a little too product placey. It, it's a couple steps away from that Subway ad in the Hawaii Five-O show. But it's more than always focusing on the, the car badges in Fringe whenever they have to drive to catch the bad guy. It wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't have been so bad if we did if there was not an actual movie clip. Yes. If you would have just taken out the movie, they could have still been talking about that movie. Still called the character by its name. Talk about that scene in the movie. Uh, Even but like if you would not have seen The clip the is clip, the most egregious part. And it pulls away from like what's happening around it. They could have gotten away with it a bit better. <laughs> I suppose. I I, I, mean, I would prefer- the, the most jarring thing is that I just saw Jennifer Garner this weekend at the goddang Oscars. <laughs> like, yeah. 
it's a incongruous thing. Like it, it's like seeing a, a movie and a movie in a comedy. Yeah. Like when they go to the movies in Trainwreck or something. Well, and they also, you know, I mean, they talk about pop culture stuff all the time, but then when it's anything like really current, like talking about companies and stuff, mm-hmm. they use the Riverdale yeah. names. Yeah. And I feel like because it's such a current thing. It falls into that category of needing to be, like, yes. riverfied. Sincerely, Wyman. Or, like, they could have just never said the actual name of the movie. Right. Talked all about it, never showed a clip, never actually said the name. And then, you know what, you show that commercial, I'll get the idea of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like. Eh. Eh. But it's still a little thing. It's a little To thing. be annoyed about. It's such a good episode. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, so, darling, do you have any predictions? This is one that didn't really move the the greater plot forward very much, except reminding you, hey, Chick's kind of weird, right? Uh, Hiram is buying everything. Hiram's buying everything. Definitely up to no good. And some some relationships between the teens get advanced. Yes. But as far as, you know, the, the body in the, the cement hole mm-hmm. that used to be in the cement hole, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, the grander arcs. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to make a prediction about, like, the the real thing Hiram was doing that he needed Veronica out of the way for. But I think we got that, you know, buying the re- uh, the, the Riverdale Register. Yeah. The, the show uh, cut my legs out from under me on that one. I wonder if he there were any other deals that happened, too. That is, is it possible. just those two things that happened? I feel like there could be more that comes out. Could be, could be. That they just don't know about yet because... They aren't in direct contact with someone it happened to. I guess the question is, what about them would make having Veronica in town an obstacle? Because she would not be down with buying out Betty's parents' business out from under them. Mm-hmm. But if there's something else, what what about it would give Veronica pause? They just bulldozed an orphanage. The one orphanage <laughs> we know deserves it, though. They super deserve it. Yeah. Uh, Here's a prediction. Heather, this middle school oh. friend, what if Heather comes back? Oh. What if what if Heather shows up? Like, oh, I I moved to Glenbrook and now I'm back in Riverdale. Yeah. What if Heather was murdered by syrup? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Heather is a is a jingle junkie. She's all strung out. And like her family led to Heather's ruin two ways. <gasps> Oh my gosh! I just need to hear the words jingle junkie. <laughs> yeah. I think we will soon meet Kevin's mother. Yeah. Yes. Tours aren't forever. What I would like is for there to still be some continued tension with this, but they like try to work through their, their issue, father-son issues. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm And then f- mom comes back into it. Right, that'd be great. shit hits the fan. From where they left it tonight, I'm fine with... Josie and and Mrs. McCoy's healing, taking a backseat because we saw a strong first set step. Mm-hmm. And if they get better, I don't need to see that. Yeah. But I need to see Kevin and his dad. But the dad's... Kellers, they haven't taken that step yet. No, they're, I need to see their process They're here. just at square one and that's too much to skip. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know. I also think there's going to be more with Moose mm-hmm. and this Midge thing. I'm so glad and to see Midge again. I, yes. I feel like it could be something where uh, where Moose and Kevin get into a fight over something and somehow, like, Kevin accidentally, like, fills the beans about Moose yes. to Midge type thing. Yeah. Where, like, 
he didn't mean to, or you know, it was out of like a moment of like pure anger, mm-hmm. like says something, exposes him, something. Uh, here's something. The the blue and gold becomes the official newspaper of Riverdale because oh. you cannot buy it because it comes from a public school. Yeah. Yes. They they sing once and for all every time a new edition comes out. Yes, they do. At least you do. I do. Yes. <laughs> it's the best song. <laughs> it's so good. How? Yeah, and they have to like you know deliver under the cover of darkness type thing, like sneaking into people's uh mm-hmm. mailboxes and whatnot. How about them laying pipe for the musical? Is this the first time they've really? This is the first foreshadowed time something yes. we know is coming. Yes, talking about it, and they're like, "It's a musical. It's happening." Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping there's going to be a little bit more build up to it. So, like, this Maybe. is an episode that's looking forward as much as it is back. I don't. I don't know how like how much they plan to just keep everything that has to do with the musical in the musical episode. But I think it would be really fun if there was like an audition process or something that happens leading up oh, to that episode. Yeah, the, the episode you know? before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or like planning stages or like Kevin trying to get people like, you should come audit. Like I want there to be more conversation. If we get are, it this once, I want more. Are we going to see him contract Andrew's construction for the sets? I don't know about that. Going to see that negotiation. Oh, I want to... I want to see him and Fangs having a production meeting. Yeah. I really want that. Mm-hmm. And that can be like the, the blossom of their friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like two lines they exchanged in that episode way back when. I just want them to be friends. That seemed like there's going to be a thing. Yeah. And now they're talking like, I, we're going to remind you this might be a thing. Yeah. I don't think it's right to assume that every director and assistant director are an item, but it happens sometimes. <laughs> Yes. I either want them to become an item or, or like, I want Fangs to call up Joaquin and be like, hey, you should come uh, come to town for Kevin's production and surprise him. <laughs> this dude's this dude's pretty all right, but uh, I think he misses you. <laughs> he misses you. Yeah. <laughs> These are the things I want. Either yeah. one I'd be happy with. I don't know what the fuck's up with Chick. Like... <laughs> He's going to murder everyone, I guess. I don't know. I really hope that this whole chick thing, I think this is unlikely, but I hope it's a a red herring and that everybody's just projecting their unease onto chick. I feel bad. I I feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Did you- a creeper. Did you know I had a foster brother? Yeah. Okay. You told me before. Talked about it briefly. I feel bad. Yeah. Did people think he was going to kill people? All right, so as in, like, I think I was in middle school or maybe late elementary, uh, my parents decided to become foster parents, and this was a bad decision. I mean, them deciding to get married was a bad decision. Them deciding to have a kid was a bad decision (laughs) that I think I've made the most out of ever since. I love you. This was one of their many bad decisions. But uh, we got this kid named Tommy, and he was a good kid. And he didn't last more than a couple months with us, and he left – and I remember when he found out, when when we all told him that he was being sent off to another place, the very, like, resigned, whelp saw this coming look, it broke my heart. Mm. And I felt bad about this ever since. Like, I know it's not my fault. Because you were, like, 10? Because I was, like, 10 <laughs> or 11 or something. But I always felt like I could have done more to make it a better home for him. I could have done more... To give him, you know, another shot. And I I don't want Chick to be the bad guy. Yeah. 
Uh, I hope he's okay. I have no way of ever knowing. <laughs> you know what? Yeah? He is okay. Okay. Because he didn't have to hang around your parents. You know? <laughs> you might be onto something. Yeah. 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 Like, you're lucky you made it out okay. <laughs> uh, so he's great. He's doing wonderful. So back to some joke times. God. Um, I got really deep. So if you want to go back to everything I've said about Chick since he was introduced, <laughs> there's there's a lens to look at things through. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're making it so, like, obvious this one thing everything is pointing to an obvious thing i feel like it has to be something entirely different right yeah Yeah. like it can't just be like yes he's evil yes he's the black hood and blah blah blah. (laughs) like it has to be something else i just don't i just don't know what it is Mm -hmm. what if he's not really chick (laughs) <laughs> I want He's not really chick There he's, we go It's a lie We're still in prediction zone That counts I like that a lot though. This is my theory This is what I'm going with He's not really he's, Chick Cooper He is not the biological brother Or oh, half brother oh, Depending oh, on your theory What if What if he knew the actual Chick Cooper and stole his identity. And stole his identity, or they what made if? some agreement to like switch names or something. Sketchy man was Chick, <gasps> the real Chick. Oh my god! And they killed him. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of old. It wasn't that old. It was rough living. It was rough. But what? Oh, that's what, that's that's what I'm going with. He's not really Chick. It's all a lie. So that's what we think might happen. Let's talk about what we know is going to happen. Our next episode is coming next week. No more breaks. Not for a little while. It's my birthday. And it will air on your birthday. It's my birthday. This is how I'm spending my birthday is watching Riverdale. Chapter 28, <laughs> There Will Be Blood. Uh, probably how I like to spend my birthday. You probably heard of this one. It's a 2004 film from Paul Thomas Anderson about an oil baron who destroys his community, his family, and himself in a, in a mindless drive for wealth and power. Mm-hmm. It's got Paul Dano, one of your favorite boys. I do like Paul Dano. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the famous milkshake line, right? Right. 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 Uh, I think this title is going to be a bit more literal than than that somebody's probably going to get stabbed oh yeah there was a big shiny knife in the trailer of course so yeah this trailer uh there's going to be a a mole somebody's feeding jughead information from the lodge family business uh there is veronica saying uh what if daddy finds out you snitched dun 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 and that's when we see the big scary knife uh there's also a clip of what i believe is uh, Polly coming over with her babies. Yeah. And also Chick saying Some... to Betty, wasn't it better when it was just us? And Chick cutting more people out of family photos. Yes. Not just Hal, but Polly as well. <laughs> so we get to meet Dagwood and Juniper. Mm. Juniper's a lovely name. What with Je- Dagwood, though? What? Well, she wanted to name her son after her favorite sandwich. Yeah. And her next daughter will be named Patty. Patty Melt Cooper. Yeah. Yes. Her son's going to grow up to be some sort of shoplifter. Yeah. 
You can pay him to steal anything you want. His business is called Dagnabbit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what we know. That's what we know. So thanks for sticking with us over the, the month-long break. Didn't want to compete with the Olympics, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But now we're on the other side, coming at you weekly. Uh in the meantime, we had a bonus episode come out a week ago. Yes, we got where, to one of them. Where we talk about the musical, and we had a lot of fun with that one. Yes. We, we talked about the casting notice that was put up in character in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. The, the in-character bios that the staff released. Uh, and then we went off script and decided to, to figure out what we think each kid's audition song would be. <laughs> yep. And that, that was a lot of fun. We we also had a a a, a bonus song. Oh, that's how did right. you forget that? That was epic. So yeah, th- it's those the biggest you, thing we've done in our life. Those of you who subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or or anywhere that that pulls from that same feed, you got a, a context and explanation free clip <laughs> of us chanting the name Papa Poutine in order to make the Doctor Who theme. Yeah. That is our one episode that is not available for download on SoundCloud because I still have a modicum of shame. What? (laughs) Why would you do that? I'm very upset with you. Uh, People need to know. You can stream that puppy, I guess. Uh, But yeah, we uh, did enjoy having a bit of a break to recuperate. I think this episode benefited from uh, having a few Wednesdays off to rejuvenate. Yes. We, we had originally planned another bonus thing, but life, life needed the time. It was a break that fell at a wonderful time with my work schedule. <laughs> Let me tell you. So thank you for understanding. We will make it up to you, I promise. Get around to some Digest the Digest eventually again. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, all your ratings and reviews and encourage you to, to, to leave some. Yeah. Uh, they, they help the show grow and help us keep the lights on and, and find new people. The television show is always reaching new people. And you can help the podcast show also continue to develop. And, and, and we love it when we do. Yeah. Uh, it's always so much fun to hear new people getting on board with us, whether they, they watch Riverdale or not, and, and finding some, th- some joy uh, that, that we can share with the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also tell a friend, whether it be a friend in real life or a friend on social media. There's Pass the word on. Still counts. Friends they are still friends. Count. We could also like bombard Riverdale people That's next week right. during the episode because they all like live tweeting, mm-hmm. and you can let them like know, like, hey, it's her birthday. Yeah, you should like acknowledge the existence of Sex Archie. This is something we said uh, on that last bonus episode. Mm-hmm. If anybody acknowledges the show from the cast or crew, then then that would be just the loveliest birthday surprise, wouldn't it, it dear? It would be so good. <laughs> be so good. If I could just get like a happy birthday from... Hot dog? Hot dog would be great. I love hot dog. Uh, Another character that didn't make an appearance. Or Vegas. Yeah. It's they a weren't no, home. It's a no dogs allowed cabin. And no Fred. Somebody has to take care of Vegas. Yeah. Are they initiating a new member? Where has Hot Dog been? I guess, yeah. They must have a new member coming in they because hop, he Hot Dog Hot Potatoed. Out. I want Hot Dog to be chilling with them. <laughs> Hopefully they'll get Hot Dog in his old age. Yeah. 
But an- another way you can help join the community, yeah, follow us on Twitter, sex underscore Archie. Mm-hmm. You'll also see our reaction to today's news in the greater Archie universe. Yeah. The announcement of a Bollywood film. Archie Comics is partnering with an Indian film studio to produce a film based on their characters. Mm-hmm. With an Indian cast. In an Indian setting, I assume present day, too. Yeah. Because if, if you 50s did up, they'd have to deal with, like, British occupation. And I don't think that's something not. they really want their their Archie movie to grapple with. But I am very excited about this. Yeah. I'm so interested to see what they do. That is definitely going on on the list for future uh, Memory Lane bonus episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Kisses to all. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, won't you please? Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?